Hi, I'm Kate Thomas, owner of North and Leisure. I help travelers and travel pros plan custom itineraries to Ireland, Scotland, and Atlantic Canada. And I'm Heather Christopher, owner of Heather Christopher Travel Consulting. I help time-starved couples and families plan seamless vacations. This is the true story of two travel professionals with over 20 years of experience that agreed to start a podcast. Find out what happens when we air the behind the scenes. This is Travel Pro Theory. Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Heather. And this is Travel Pro Theory, and we are doing another listener question episode. Um, so today we, we're going to try and cover like one or two, probably two here on this one. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is how to deal with weather slash flight issues. Now, I don't deal with this as much because I don't book air, praise the Lord. But <laughs> Heather has some, good, has some good insight on this for you guys. Um, I also kind of, I feel like I should preface this with, and let me jinx it now. I think some of this is pure dumb luck. Like, <laughs> it's just Isn't pure, everything in life. <laughs> like, it's pure dumb luck. You either, like, I have clients that really genuinely need a bubble. And I've, we now are at that point in our relationship where I'm like, you know, it's good, something bad's going to happen. Like, yeah. you know that this <laughs> is going to happen. Bubble. We're going to deal with it as best as we can. Try to set you up for success and pray to God that it actually happens. But some people just genuinely have bad luck when it comes to traveling, um, specifically the airlines. So hopefully yeah. uh, hopefully we can shed some insider help. But the question was specifically, like, what do you do when there's bad weather coming and you know what's happening? And, you know, how can you um, prepare your clients or prepare yourself and try not to, like, live with that stress because that it is stressful um just actually the week of workation we were to have bad weather up here in the northeast and i remember being on the phone with katie and i was like just over here waiting for some uh weather waivers to come in we didn't even know because you were like we gotta watch we didn't know if i would get a waiver to for me coming up right yeah and that oh god that God bless it, that kills me when I'm like, hey, United or South or whoever. Uh, could I get a weather waiver, please? <laughs> and you're literally, you have to refresh the screen because you never know when it'll magically appear. Um, but uh, so a couple of things that I do, and I've, guys, the hard part, the second question we're going to try to answer is like how to deal with difficult clients and situations. It is so situational based. You know your client yeah. better than I do, so you can take this for what you know what it's worth to you and apply to the situation appropriately but first thing is when i know there's weather coming i'm a watching it but when the client starts harping at me about it my it's my job to like to give them facts them calm yeah okay we want facts we're not we are not weathermen and also the weathermen in the world like a they suck and b don't we all i always joke with people and be like i'd be a billionaire a gazillionaire if i could predict weather right would not right? be doing this that's job true. that's like i feel like you could just go back to them and be like listen it's the weatherman's job to do this and even they can't do it so i'm doing my best <laughs> right not not my job um so what usually my first things out of my mouth is okay well it's weather and if we're more than so my window of time is 48 hours if we are more than 48 hours out from the trip i'm like we're monitoring it unless it's i think there are only times that this is applicable like even snowstorms depending on where you live that's like 48 hours out is still like eh, we don't really know yeah yeah. but hurricanes on the other hand are a slightly different story because usually we have a 
like a clear idea and the airlines seem to be a bit quicker yeah, about giving they're more us, proactive on that yeah. yes they do give us weather waivers faster so um basically though as soon as the weather waiver comes out we talk about changing it here's where i think it gets really difficult is that your client is maybe only going away for three or four nights and this is mm-hmm. per- specifically when we're dealing with like what I call fun and sun getaways. So Caribbean, Mexico, and they're only going for three or four nights and potentially they have childcare lined up. So now we've got a whole set of things we're dealing with. And then you need to have the conversation with them of you tell me, A, what's your flexibility? Can we change this or can we not? B, yeah. you're going to have to make that decision. I cannot make decisions for you whether or not you can change it because I need to make sure the hotel is going to have availability if we're going to shift this. And C, if they can't shift it within a few days, let's start immediately looking at other dates. Let's go ahead. Hopefully they have some cancel for any reason insurance um, mm-hmm. that most of our like Caribbean and Mexico suppliers offer. And let's go ahead and just nix these dates and go to go to new ones if they're that concerned. But you have to impress upon them that they are going to have to make a decision. That it yeah. can't be hemming and hawing. It's either we're going to try to go and we're going to try to go until the last possible second and we're willing to deal with delays and cancellations day of. Because that is a, that's a mind, that's very, very, very stressful. And if they cannot handle it, yeah, let's try to prevent it from even go- getting that far. So I think some, ho- some of this is you guiding the client a little bit like you, you know, when it's your first time, that's their first big trip. And you know, they're going to be a lot more stressed out in that airport, like explain to them what this is going to feel like and then ask if that's what they want to do. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, are you going to be happy sitting at the airport at 6am mm-hmm. watching delay delay knowing that we can- the other thing is, um, and I feel like this conversation is going to be super all over the place because I'm, I'll am i think of it as it comes. Um, because this is not something I necessarily have like, this is my protocol. It's just like, what yeah, is the situation? You do what you got to do kind of thing. Yeah. So the other thing is if they have a connecting flight or even if actually if it's even not so, start looking ahead as to what other flights exist. Even if this is a few days out, you can look and see, okay, they always run a nonstop. There's one at 11 a.m. and one at 3 p.m. These are my only options to to either connect them to the next flight or that second flight, you know, let's say from the DC area to get to a lot of places in the Caribbean, let's say we're going through um, Miami on American. Okay, they're only running the 8 a.m. to Barbados and the 3 p.m. So if I can't get them there for 3 p.m., they're not going that day. So that's something you have to know. So then maybe you do, this is always something I play with if you have people that we're dealing with um, winter weather. Try to encourage them, be like, are you willing to go down to Miami, Atlanta, wherever, Fort Lauderdale, the night before? Are you willing to let me fly you down the night before? I'll get you an airport hotel, and then you can make your connecting flight the next, you know, you'll you'll be on your regularly scheduled connecting flight the next day. Yeah. Is that a possibility for you? Um, that's something that I actually haven't, I haven't done that in a few years, but I remember when I worked at a storefront agency, that was like really common for us to do. Um, I feel like we had worse weather back then. Is that weird? I just feel like we were dealing with a lot more snowstorms. (laughs) Um, So we would encourage people to get south, essentially. I remember one time I had clients drive, they were trying to make a cruise, and they drove the 17 plus hours from dc to they wanted it. Yeah, they were willing to do it. They're like, we're not going to be able to fly, we're driving. And this goes back to, we were just talking about this in, in the other episode we just recorded, where it's like, you got to talk to your client about their pri- their priorities. Like, what are you willing to do to make this happen? And then 
you need that information for from them so that you can make appropriate decisions and guidance. Exactly. And if it's hurricane weather, then I think the conversation is, especially if you know it's like something barreling down, obviously we're probably canceling. So it's yeah. just, let's go ahead and cancel. If they still want to salvage a vacation, I know how much work that is, guys. That's not fun. But you're going to come out a hero. Like, you know, if you need to move them to a different destination. Otherwise, I usually kind of especially after the last few hurricanes have been so awful. I hear on the side of caution. And I'm like, let's wait and see what happens. And then we'll rebook. We'll yeah. decide from there. Um, also, this is a great way to sell, you know, cancel for any reason, travel insurance um, to your clients if they're traveling during yeah, hurricane travel season. This is just, literally like the easiest way yeah. to sell it. Hey, what kind of decision do you want to make in the in the face of an event? You know, yeah, that that's a cru- yeah, that is travel insurance is, is a big element of this. And even I would say if you're dealing with something where it's the reverse, because Heather, you and I had one like this in the last year where mm. it was we didn't know if they would get, be able to come home when they wanted to. Um, this is when you reach out to your suppliers like a few days ahead, like Heather saying, when you're checking the flight options, you're kind of just getting an idea of like what your what your options would be if a change is needed. Uh, also reach out to your supplier, the hotel, whoever you've booked through and be like, hey, I don't know if they're going to be able to come home. Is there availability if they need to stay there an extra night or two? Mm-hmm. And then if there's not, that way you already have someone working on, okay, maybe they don't have room, but somewhere nearby has room. We can get them there, something. So you start having options available to you. Right, because we are uh, we're, we're a solution-based business. So I have mm-hmm. to find the best solution. It might not be the perfect solution. That's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Just because it's a solution doesn't mean it's perfect. But what is the best solution I can provide um, you know, for these people. The other things that I do is I remind clients when they're freaking out, I do not have control over making flights. I can't create flights out of thin air. So the best thing that what? I can offer them, <laughs> I know. real freaking shocker there. Like, come on. Um, but I swear you they think that. such high fees. If you yeah, I know. Should I, just, I should make Brett become a pilot. He would Ooh. love to be a pilot and oh, have a plane on standby. Oh, man. That's a genius. Okay. That is a genius. Tuck that away for later. Yeah, exactly. Here. Come on, You Brett. know what my, uh, my, my, the business group I'm in, uh, Amber McHugh, she calls it, actually, I don't even know if she came up with it or someone else in the group. They call it the million dollar parking lot. You get that idea? Put it in your million dollar parking lot. Come back to that later. <laughs> That's fine. I was like, I'm sure I'll talk to Brett about it. So I see if he's up, up for the challenge um, because that would be amazing. But the other thing is you have to remind them that they're headed, they're just freaking out. They're focused on the fact that they may or may not miss this vacation. And you're like, we have to be proactive. So if they're hemming and hawing on a decision, I think the best thing you can hone in is like, you want to be the first to make a decision, whether it's right or wrong. Like you want to try to be the first. Um, This is kind of interesting too, that something I tried to remember, let's say they have insurance. And um, actually, our, our example that we had to deal with this year from the hurricane that was hitting North Carolina, and we ended up having to bring people home, was I knew the insurance would reimburse them for their missed night if as long as their original flight got canceled. Yeah. So we brought them home early. They didn't have to change anything. There was a weather waiver. But guess what? Their original flight ended up going. So they yeah. really, they came, in that case, the insurance says you came home because you wanted to. Not because there was a valid reason to, even though there's a weather waiver. Yeah. Um, but what I do, 
kind of speaking on that because it's also worked in the reverse for me. Um, I had people going to Portugal actually a few weeks later. Long there were missed flights. I make sure I'm screenshotting any of that information um, on their websites so that we have documentation for the uh, insurance. So that's something oh, else you yes. can can do to be proactive for your client or ask them to, by all means, be like, please take pictures of any receipts. Um, if the if the airline handed a statement, if I even if it's the board that says canceled and has the flight number and date and time, t- take a picture of that because you just have to be able to show proof um, in most situations with insurance. So that's something else that uh, you can kind of talk to them to do. Um, the other thing is, when let's say they're at the airport and their flight is now canceled if i think that may happen so obviously sometimes this just happens out of the blue but let's say it's a weather related issue and that's happening and i think it's a 60 40 chance that it's going to get canceled so 60 percent chance that this flight is not going tonight i'm going to point blank say i want to go ahead and get you an airport hotel room you're going to be in full penalty i'm not going to get this money back if this flight goes yeah. And usually they're they're usually not that expensive. Obviously, every client's a little different. Another two fifty is going to kill them. Right. Um, that's that's kind of when you have to say okay, but keep in mind that everybody's going to be in this predicament, and you want to be the first to book in. You do you yeah. want a room or not? Yeah. Um, and chances are you're probably going to have slim to none pickings, especially if it's weather. So. I just, you have to lay it out. You're going to be in full penalty if that flight goes. But the other thing is, if they, in this case, if they do have insurance and they, and the flight doesn't go, they're going to get that reimbursed. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, it's, you're taking a shot here, but I try to go with my gut on like, do I think it's a 60% chance or fi- even, I would actually even go to say if it's a 51% chance yeah. that this well, is going to be canceled, then I want to get a hotel room ASAP. And- and it's your, like you were saying, it's our job to be a, we're solution based business. It's our job to come up with solutions. So um, you have to be the voice of reason in this because you have to remember no matter how experienced the traveler is, like even just imagine one of us, we've all been in this situation where we like couldn't get to where we needed to go if flights had canceled or whatever. And you're tired, you're uncomfortable, you're annoyed, you want to be like somewhere familiar, you are probably hungry and sick to death, uh, there's crowding, you can't find a seat around the gate, all your stuff is running out of battery. Um, be the voice of reason. Don't amp up any of their issues being like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. No, go to them with solutions, like Heather's saying. So if you if it looks like it's going to cancel, be like, look, guys, are you willing to sit it out in the airport all night if this gets canceled? Or are you willing to potentially lose uh, 200 bucks because we're in full cancellation on this hotel? Yep. I yeah. Um, the other thing you can do, let's say they are delayed by weather and they don't get there for a day or so, you know whatever the case may be that they're, they're just delayed in some sense. Let the hotel know that not that they're the only again they're not a special snowflake but they're not the only <laughs> ones dealing with this. But it's worth saying something to a hotel like hey they've been put through the ringer trying to get there. I know they're going to yeah. be just so relieved. Use expressive words. They're going to be relieved to walk in the door and go man we made it. So if you could make sure there's an extra warm welcome or, you know, make sure there's a note placed in the room to be like, so glad you guys finally made it. Foo. Like, you know, try to make it light and airy. Some people yeah. are not going to accept that. We know that. They're just assholes. They're going to be like, wah, yeah. wah, yeah. You can't control that. But the best you can do is just say, man, guys, whew, you made yeah, it. Like You made it. And that this is a good time to 
um Wait, go to the hotel value. first yeah re- yes exactly <laughs> but no i was actually gonna say this is a good time like when you're reaching out to that hotel to be like explain what they're going through see what they'll do but also guys this is not a time to be cheap be willing to pay for a bottle of wine or something or whatever yeah. in their room this is an investment in your client and in because if you're the person the, the thing that sucks is when all this has, goes haywire and it's out of your control weather's out of your control flights are out of your control but they make it to that hotel and you are the person that starts to turn it around you're the person that put the smile on their face yeah that's worth your your you know 50 euro and some house wine or whatever right i agree i think that's you don't have to make it crazy just you know just be thoughtful yeah yeah just like hey i'm just and uh, like literally, that is literally why well, I shouldn't say it's definitely not one of the only reasons we we still have a career that has you know come through so much hell to stay around. But it, it is one of the reasons. Like people don't Expedia doesn't give a shit that they barely made that or yeah. had to make it three days later. That yeah. person is not vested in them. You, I know every travel professional listening at some point in their career will will like have a moment of pure relief and they will share it so genuinely with the client. Yeah. We're like, whoa, we did yeah. it. Like there's nothing like that feeling when you're like, I, we just won. We yeah, won. Like we, made we it. saved it. You did it. We're here. Yeah. Everybody's happy. It, oh gosh, guys. I mean, just think about when you're stuck on an airplane and the amount of like camaraderie oh, that occurs yes. on a plane. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same sort of emotion. Survival mode turns everybody into different people. Um, so yeah, I think I, 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 there's, as y'all know, there's not a perfect yeah. answer for it, but you, you being proactive and you being the voice of reason, as Katie said, is so important. Yeah, and and being just like you said, like sharing that feeling with them because you are the human element. That's why they are working with a travel pro and not either trying to do this on their own or do everything online or whatever it is. They want to feel taken care of. So be the person that makes them feel taken care of. I Yeah, I love it. Um, you made me think of something else I wanted to say when you just said that shit. Hmm. Um, God bless it. <laughs> Sorry. Don't have kids. <laughs> swear. I just get so bad. When what, you... Wouldn't it be so funny if that was like what you wanted to say? Like, this is just on my heart, guys. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I promise it's not it, but my poor kids. Um, oh. I'll think of it. I'll, it'll it'll yeah. randomly yeah. come to me. But anyways, um, I keep hoping yeah. I trigger myself with something. I know. I know. Let's, it, anyways, moving up, on. Yeah, yeah. M- moving on. Um, how? So the next question um, was kind of, we answered this in the last listener question episode a little bit. It was customer service tips, um, maintaining relationships, dealing with difficult customers and situations. And it's so situational, first up. Yeah, that was that's and I feel like we did talk about this in one episode like Yeah, we, when we something kinda, with a room touched, was it about a room? Maybe. I think we've touched on it in a few. Like it's it really comes back to just like client expectation, like managing expectations is just the sort of a really big element of your client experience. Um but yeah, it's very situational. So it's hard to kind of walk through like how to deal with it because how I deal with one client is not the same way I deal with the next client is not the same way I deal with the next client. 
Um, I mean, that's also what your value is. Yeah. Is yeah, the fact you're, that... Yeah, you're the person. So be, like, you, again, you're the human element. So mm. be a, a be human. Be a human. <laughs> Weird. Weird. This also kind of makes me go on the tangent about... Um, not that this is related, but like the social media pages that are all pre-done programmed uh, mm-hmm. travel agent social media. And I know I'm just pure hating right in this moment. Sorry. Haterade. <laughs> I'm apparently <laughs> drinking it. Um, because it, it kills me when I see it and I'm like, oh, I've seen this on four other travel agents yeah. uh, pages today. And so obviously it's a subscription based service you're paying for. And I don't see your face on here at all. And the last time I checked, I can find all these photos anywhere mm-hmm. on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's not. Well, it kind of goes What's back working. to like it's it's in the same vein of. Um, and this is also I, we should disclaim that by saying like if if you're using those like I get it. It's because it's social media is like one more thing to manage. But yeah, Heather's right. I mean, if you could find it everywhere else, then you it's no longer a unique uh, value proposition. But and can we just say, because I just did this podcast whenever with This Job Sucks oh, um, yeah. podcast, that guys, if it's not working for you, if you're just not finding your rhythm on there, don't use it like that. You don't, yeah, don't spend so much time. If there is no freaking rule in the world, I know you're getting it from everybody, like you have to have social media, use it how it works for you. If you're not actually ever getting clients from it, or you don't really feel like you're connecting with people that way. Spend less time. Don't do it. Or go back to sharing just pictures of your kids. Sure, maybe you comment on people's photos that you just genuinely want to engage with and you somehow travel comes up. Excellent. That is literally what you want to happen. You don't want the first reason to think about you of, as like somebody who just posts these beautiful photos. You want it to be like, oh, I really like Susie. And you know what? Oh my gosh, she plans vacations. You're talking, then a girlfriend's talking to them and we want to go to Disney World. Oh my gosh, I know somebody. Let me share it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I'm the first to say, guys, like uh, Heather's a lot better about this because she's just, <laughs> it makes me think of like, so Nick, Nick, my husband, we were having this conversation because I tried real hard on Instagram all last year. And this year, I'm honestly like, I still like Instagram. I enjoy it. And I spend time. I've, I enjoy doing stories. But as far as like my feed goes, I am way less time and effort this year. That's just it's I, I didn't get. Uh, and real ROI on it. So he was like, he's like, even if you posted the same things, you wouldn't get the same uh, reactions because you're not Heather. And it's true. It's true. People connect with Heather because she's Heather. And people do or don't connect with me because I'm me. You can't just do the same thing other people are doing because it's not necessarily going to resonate in the same way. Um, which I still, I always think it's so hilarious that he said that because he's like, you don't like people. You want to not be engaged, engaged with others. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, so maybe social media is not for me in that same way uh, as it is everyone else. I think I, but I, I kind of glad we're talking about this actually, because I also feel like people just assume that uh, like everyone gets like uh, people get a ton of clients from it's you know what I mean mm-hmm. like anyone you're following I know I know travel advisors with huge followings that are not getting that many clients from Instagram I know travel advisors with little followings that are getting tons of clients from Instagram so those numbers do not mean 
anything. So don't feel like you have to do it because everybody's doing it. I I just couldn't agree. I think this is what I get. I obviously get passionate and upset about it because I just see so many different things out there and I, like in the way in the way people approach me and, and obviously colleagues approach me about it and ask about it and I'm just like you don't have to do this like nobody yeah. there are no rules there are no just because and I actually very much respect Jasmine Starr and Tyler McCall and the businesses they've built but just because they're, they're telling you to do it doesn't actually mean that you have to or that it will work for you um or that you want to that you want to go through the effort of doing that Mm -hmm. you decide somewhere else to put your your marketing efforts into especially for if you don't really enjoy social media or if it's not something that you like to do either whether or not you feel like you need some element of social media for your business i do think it's good to at least have one no i was to establish yourself as a business yeah I did want, I was just thinking the same that you were reading my mind. I was like, I also, so I know why that's why people do paid programs is because they Mm -hmm. don't want to touch it. But the problem with those paid programs is that everybody, it's literally, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm going to give a shout out to a business here and, um, Katie, can you remember, I'll show it to you. I think I shared it with you before, but we should put this in the show notes. Mm -hmm. There is a company and I don't know that she necessarily would, would work with you as a travel professional, but she might know somebody who could do it. It's called Boutique Social DC is oh, the name. Shannon. Yeah, I love her feed. I've been, ever since you sent it, I've been following. She had a really good post I was reading like last night. She's actually, I've, so here's, long story short, she's actually my old assistant at the agency I worked for. It's her sister-in-law. And I have watched Shannon grow this business from the ground up, like for the last three plus years since she had her daughter, or actually her daughter's five. Um, so five plus years. I've literally watched the evolution of this business, which is always amazing. But what I absolutely love that she does differently than any social media company I've ever seen, she goes and takes photos for her clients. So every, everything is a little different. It is particular to their Ooh, business. I love Found that Ooh. fascinating. So it's I didn't not realize a, that she did that. I love that. Yep. She does that. She has she then hired on when she got busy enough to have someone to go do engagement for her clients. Mm. So she actually has an employee who is out there engaging on behalf of the client. I that is That's so different than just yeah. having these template pictures put up well, and I, and I, yes, you can use those every once in a while. I, I don't want to totally knock it. I, right. Sometimes yeah, you, you have no creative them. juices. Use them four times a month. If you're somebody who pre-plans it, schedule yeah. those in a few times just to kind of keep your, yeah, your, give um, some filler. your post up or whatever, you know, keep your algorithm up. But I would say it's kind of funny. It's like it's all coming down to basically exactly what we we're saying about us in the in the industry. Like, be you have to be the human element. Like, people want to work with you because you're you. It's not because of the photos you're posting. It's not mm-hmm. because of the hashtags you're using. And it's not because of the times you're posting. Can you optimize those things to be seen by more people? Yes. Does that mean all these people want to buy from you? No. So, you know you you get to decide how big of a role this plays in your time and your focus and in your business and it's okay to reevaluate last year i spent a, a money on instagram i spent time on instagram and this year i'm like you know what it's okay and i moved <laughs> i'm i've i'm so proud of you first i also would be so curious katie let's yeah. like we need to oh, go see, back and see in what here. happens when i care less mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i think I, there's so I much to be, be said for that 
I do too. I think so too. Cause that's your, your, if you guys haven't listened to Heather's uh, podcast on um, this job sucks podcast, it was so good. Um, well, thank be- you. I was actually really relieved that I, I felt good about it at the end of the day. It and was I, so good. And I want to comment on one thing if you have listened to it as at the end of the podcast, I, cause I ran on about not doing curated and I have to call myself out. Um, Hard Rock Hotel Group, or AIC Hotel Group, does offer some templates. So I kind of felt like, oh, sorry, God. Thanks for having me. Let Listen, me- if you guys haven't figured it out before this episode, it, like, we're nothing if it's not honest. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, uh, yeah. sorry, um, and, and it really you shouldn't is- have me on if you don't want me to speak uh, yeah. off the cuff. And it is it is okay to use these things. It's okay, like some like sporadically, I, intermittently. I, yeah, like I have photos from the hotels I partner with that I'll use sometimes. I I really use mostly my own photos, um, just because I I like them. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, it, it, like especially if you're newer and you haven't gone everywhere yet, and you don't have your own personal photo library because that obviously builds over time. Um, yeah, it's it's fine to use the other photos. Like, we're not saying don't do that. But this is also where you differentiate yourself in the captions. Be yourself. Don't just use the stock caption that comes with it. Like, hey, we got a two-for-one deal. Like, two-for-one margaritas, whatever. Uh, use your, like, your own words. Be yourself. And use that in the captions. I couldn't agree more because and I think we've said this before if we've talked about social media or maybe talked about it on Instagram stories or something but I I actually fully realized that people either they're either team Heather or not team Heather like you're either mm-hmm. into my style or you're not and that's 100% okay I have to accept that that like that's that's where I said I also accept that I'm not maybe speaking to the client that wants to spend 40,000 plus on a trip that I'm I'm not presenting that image Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I know where I sit comfortably at the client that spends ten to twenty five thousand. That's like my ideal mark. I feel good with them. When we get um, to the forty fifty thousand mark, if it's not a multi gen trip, I start like going crazy on what do I gift them? Do they even care? I can't send mm-hmm. something branded that's so tacky. Oh God, they have everything. What do I? Yeah, I go crazy because yeah. that's you know I don't want to sell from my own pocket, and I I don't think I do. But I, I also feel like realize, we could do like, a whole episode. I have so many really thoughts could. on. Like, I know. I was like, like, I know this luxury. is not. This is totally <laughs> off topic about dealing with. All right, guys, we're back. We had a little tech difficulty, so putting these episodes together, we're going to test my editing skills. Uh, <laughs> but we were just talking about social media, social media strategy, and um, we kind of got off our trade of thought a little bit because uh, our audio got cut, but. Essentially, the moral of this story is to just be yourself. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. And we also want to free you of the idea that you have to do anything. You don't have to be a social media guru in order to have a successful business. It's nice if you can, like, be active on at least one platform to show that you are a real business and give yourself some credibility so that people are willing to spend money with you because they're going to look you up. They want to see that you have a real website, that you have a real uh, either Facebook or Instagram or something page, uh, and that you're active on it so that you're, uh, you know... Like a, a legit you're a person. real person, but actually, yeah. your pre-templated stuff is not showing that you're a real person at all. There could be a bot. It's basically mm-hmm. a bot, right? Yeah. Um, 
I, which, I, oh, that brings me to do not ever pay one, don't pay for followers. I should go without saying, but two, don't ever get one of those like auto things where it's like as soon as someone follows you it sends them a message they're so oh. obviously automatic and they're we just so got annoying. one the other day on yeah. tpt and you're we like I, I was like what in the hell is this i know it was funny because you sent me the screenshot and i had literally just seen it and in my head i was like well i guess we've made it we have our first influencer bot trying to get us to like it pay them to do something weird <laughs> it was so it was so weird. Yeah. Like, I, I am not about that life. Um, I I realize I'm on, like, a tirade about it. But, like, genuinely, this has worked for me. Um, that just accepting who I am, accepting that not everybody's going to like it, accepting what the ideal yeah. demographic that is that I'm after, uh, and and rolling with it and rolling yeah. hard that's you know? funny you're you're so right on track that reminds me that's literally exactly what we were saying as it cut off like oh, okay. it's okay to be yourself because that's what ultimately someone's working with you um so like you're gonna have to kind of get honest with yourself like for me i am okay with the fact that maybe so like first of all before a year ago i literally hated social media i hated social media if anyone asked me like my dream is to live in a cave in the woods like by myself so um you know maybe that's just not where i'm gonna shine it's okay that's okay for me. And I've accepted that. I'm comfortable with that. And I'm happy to give it the a little bit of attention, but not all of my attention. Right. And move on to other things. Right. I think, you know, I, if we're talking about marketing methods, and that's not that that was our topic, um, I actually had a lot of luck when I first opened my business and doing newspaper ads in my local community. Talking Ooh. about the fact that I was the expert in, uh, I think I put, I'm trying to remember, had my picture. Um, actually, did we, did I have, have I already told the story on here that I got spotted at my local Panera? Uh, no, I told you, you told me. Okay. You told me. I was like, <laughs> this was so hey, amazing. <laughs> but that newspaper ad, yep, it worked. Yep. Because three years later, he had followed me on, my, you know, found my website, then followed me, and then I was at Panera. He was like, hey, are you Heather Christopher? <laughs> are you the Heather Christopher? Sure should so, am. But um, so I yeah, did put, put my picture, did an ad talking about how I was like in your area. There's a local travel expert with XYZ experience. Obviously, I could say that in my favor. If you don't have that, you know, number of years experience, talk about the places you've been. Who's been to 10 countries? You know your area best. If you're living in a major city, that's actually not going to help you. But if mm-hmm. you live in a small town and you're trying to gauge what is in your town river cruising if you know you have a highly you know higher 50 plus um community or Mm -hmm. you know 55 plus like talk about that and run it for at least six months they are not that expensive guys you should at least especially shoot if you sell one river cruise you're going to pay yourself back for that ad um yeah well and just and you, try things. Don't try be things. afraid. Try things. Uh, when I first started, and, and don't be afraid to just like totally fall on your face with it too. Like not everything's going to work and you'll know when you know. I did a, uh, it was like a direct mail campaign. I just did like a made little postcards and send it out or whatever when I first started and literally nothing. The only response I got was actually someone uh, in California that was like, hey, I'm a fravel too because there's like, it's not a common name. <laughs> And then we connected, like we figured out on our family tree, like where we're. <laughs> That's hysterical. You know what? There had a purpose in your life. That it's had so a purpose. Funny. But you know that fell on its face. And then you know what did work was when I went out and started 
to meet people. That's when I met Heather. I started doing sales calls. I still get business from those sales calls. And also, this is kind of my out of my comfort zone, hardest thing for me to do. Heather is always encouraging me to to do more. Um, That's why you saw that post on our Instagram that was like, Katie would love to meet you. Heather just put that up because she knows that I'll never actually do it. And so now I'm meeting with people. (laughs) It was. I was like, I've talked to Katie about this a thousand times. I'm just going to do it. Just the deal. But but that works. It's not that I don't, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of have like a little bit of a, a block around it, like as if I'm too busy to go and do it. I do genuinely enjoy meeting new people and in person and stuff. It's just, uh, I don't, uh, I don't thrive in like high social situations. I actually, that's actually that's not a, true. I, I feel like I do well when I'm... It. Yeah, when you're comfortable. I feel, yeah, I could do well when I'm there. I'll be fine. It's and it's not that I'm like terrified to walk in the door and meet somebody. I mean, I'm not. Uh, it's for me. It's like an energy thing. Like I know that I'm gonna leave there, and I need so much time to like unwind, reset, get back in my good workflow, um, because I kind of do my. I I I like to keep myself primed to be creative in my work, and I do that better when I'm not um, just like burn out from social time. But Heather uh, Heather pushed me out of my comf- pushed me out of my comfort zone, and the thing is, is like that's what works. I I know this isn't a surprise to me. I know that this is what works for me, and like it's not Instagram for me, or it's not uh, obviously the mail thing didn't work for me. I, I don't get too much out of email marketing, you know, that just sort of just reminds people I'm alive. But in person, people, I, it's really weird because I'm not a people person, but it's it's the people that I connect with in person. It's like that sticks. I don't yeah. know. I was going to say that I definitely feel like people have to get to know you um, and it, maybe in order to understand you and to work best with you. I think so. Yeah, because it, it actually maybe it is maybe that's because I'm not a people person, and so getting to know me a little bit in person like gives gives makes, you some human yeah, element or something. Yeah, like gives me some context that you're not getting from me on uh, social media because I don't. This is just a me personality thing. Like on when it comes to social media, I also very much have an attitude of like I don't owe you anything. I'm I choose what I put out here and what I don't. And I'm not that I'm very private, but I also. If That's I turn it really interesting, like psych, like you don't owe them. It. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, you don't like like you. I it's you, for I me. Get to choose. It's for me. It's for me. This is actually why I was so anti social media before. Like I have come to enjoy Instagram, like stories. I really enjoy. Um, but before the reason I really didn't before, like you guys, I have so many pictures, videos. I have like a fully stocked library, especially for Ireland. Um, but because when I was traveling, I didn't want to share all the time because it was that those moments were mine. Now, I'll mm-hmm. share them at the appropriate time when it's like for a client that's maybe I want to share that experience, let them know that they could go there or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't travel for the sake of marketing. Um, I travel because that's what my being, my soul needs. And so, yeah, I don't feel like I owe I you love that. that. I love that. Okay. 
I so, think that's so good. So don't feel bad, guys. Sometimes if I go dark and I don't, I don't, I don't come back and apologize. I'm never like, oh, oh I'm so sorry, I've been gone. First of all, no one, no one, assume oh. no one gives a shit. That's my policy. And then two, like, I haven't been know. on here in uh, in a hot yeah. minute. I, I'm not. I think I have said that a few times, but I mean, I've I said try that to about be, stories because you're kind of right. just like. But it does. I actually am conscious of it because when influencers say it, I'm yes. like, you were gone for a day. Mm-hmm. Wow, my whole life was waiting for this. Yeah. Um, it's. I think that's a weird comment. It's one thing to text your best friend or one of your good friends, and be like, "Sorry, I haven't responded to your text in four days." Yeah, yeah, that's I'm totally sorry. different. Well, they're part of your life. Like, yeah, like they genuinely I, know you. Yeah. If if someone that I I'm friends with on Instagram, it's not that I won't get back to them when I come back. You know what I mean? Like if I get like when was vacation last week, two weeks ago, whatever. That's a good example. I basically like didn't show up for about a week and i i don't feel bad i didn't feel bad about it then and i don't feel bad about it now right. i was doing other things um so you you also don't have to feel like that's your you know like you're not doing what you're supposed to do or whatever like if you're if 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 instagram is not your literal job if you are not an influencer <laughs> that that is all that you're making your money then your job is to plan trips and keep your clients happy and you know everything else is secondary and in saying that too i think I think I because I've heard it from other um, advisors. If you're following another advisor and they're stressing you out because you feel like, oh my god, they're getting more trip requests from me, they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Shut up and keep your head down. Like, mm-hmm. don't unfollow. Eyes on your own paper. Eyes on your own. Stay in your own lane. Yeah. Do not worry about what they're doing. Are you? You know? Do you have something to do? Cool. Get to it. Do be amazing at it. Well, you don't. And also, we we said this earlier. You don't know. It may look like they're getting a ton of trips. You don't know that. Because, I mean, I also believe in fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I was telling an advisor the other day um, when they commented about my availability. I'm like, that's not your availability right now? That's fine. But tell people it is. Tell people that you yeah. only have consults until the beginning of, you know, like, I'm booked for the first next two weeks. Can I, let's get you in. Start talking about that. Um, yeah. We talked about in the, the last episode where, like, the whole waiting thing has a psych behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a great example of it, too. I'm actually, you know, I don't want to encourage dishonesty. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah, we, I well, think we were talking about well, the it's systems. Not, it's not even saying like, because it, it isn't being dishonest. Well, it's dishonest if you're like, I have so many clients, I can't get to you. Like, that's just flat out lying. But if you are like, this is when I'm available, let me know what works for you. And you don't have to be constantly available, available. tomorrow. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't have to be available all the time. Nope. I agree. Yeah. Um, and those are kind of difficult situations or customers. I'm trying to think of a good, I think what Katie and I really want to hone in on when you're dealing with a difficult situation or customer, you need to find out, let's let's go to the, the client angle here. If they're after you because their room's wrong or something, just something's not going right, find out what they want. That is step one. In order to get the right solution, you have to find out what they're after. Is it even reasonable? Yeah. That's to me like, and just point blank ask be like i okay i'm so you you can apologize you can empathize and then you say what how do you want me to handle this i'd like to find a solution for you that is the best you know best solution possible what is it that you want because a lot of times i feel like they actually don't want necessarily anything they just need to whine at you yeah they They need to feel heard heard. yeah you're right yep 
you're so yep. right um, so i think that's uh, that's the method of madness that i remember having problems when i first entered the industry and because i was selling hotels that were much cheaper and not up to par and then of course there were problems and actually this goes as a way this is like a good selling tip in my opinion um mm-hmm. if you can't feel confident about putting your name beside it say I that yeah. so i'm not confident in this i actually just had this instance i found out um a place i sold in antigua um i'm just gonna call them out because it's like i'm not happy with this galley bay in antigua um fit the budget of these clients and i heard back from them and there were some like major issues with service and stuff like that um and actually i just had um there was another one i just got feedback from and i have to be honest i haven't had this happen in a while so it was kind of like damn it was a good reminder because uh they were at couples and a grill in jamaica and the client bless their heart they didn't call me I, I wish they had. I actually am like frustrated that they hadn't because I think I could have fixed it. But yeah. their room was awful. Like Aww. what she explained, it was absolutely atrocious. And I can't believe that they dealt with it. Um, but had she come to me and said it, I would have immediately been on the phone with the resort and been like, here's what we're going to do. You're going to, you know, A, you're going to go down to the front desk and say this room is just not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Do you have something else you can offer me? And then I'm going to be backing you up on it. Yeah. That's, you know, that's kind of the whole um solution yeah. here and i think that's important too because i've actually had this i had this issue uh, on a big trip this summer um where clients were not satisfied with their stay and um in hindsight i i it was this is on me i made a mistake their trip was all four and five star and then due to budget and availability we had to do a three star at the end and as you all know once you've stayed at a five star (laughs) a three star does not quite add up so anywho uh they had issues we were working on it it was a larger number of people so we were trying to get them moved all this stuff and i kept saying i was like go to the um, front desk go to the front desk go to the front desk i know their advisor um i know that they were advising them to do the same ultimately though they did it they did it so it's like then it's just you calling and doing it so i think that's important to tell your clients like you are there you are on the ground walk down let them see your face and be like this is not good enough this is not a you know i'm not happy with this room they work in hospitality they want to make you happy so when you do that and then you as the encourage your clients to do that and then you as a travel pro then you're on the phone with uh the sales director the duty manager the gm like hey my clients are at the front desk they're not happy let's talk Mm -hmm. about what we're gonna do i yeah i i think that's but you also got to come with solutions. Here's another mm-hmm. thing. This is like something that drives me up a wall working with. This is like my experience of working with suppliers, like ground operators, or if it's a DMC that I'm partnering with for part of a trip or something like that. This I hate more than anything <laughs> because, again, we're a solutions based business. So if there's a problem, 
then when you tell me, I don't want to hear about that problem until there's like as a client, I do not want to hear about that problem until you have some solutions lined up. So you don't need to fill your client in on something right away. Like if something comes up where you're like, oh my gosh, this person just called, like uh, turns out there's construction at this hotel, we need to make some changes. You don't text your client or email your client and be like, oh gosh, there's going to be this. Uh, I'm working on it. No, 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 no. You keep your mouth zipped and get to work on the background and find their alternative solutions and find out what we're going to get done for them. And then you go to them and say, here's what the problem is. I've already solved it. This is what we're going to do. I, yeah, 150%. Like think of problem as problems are hot potatoes. Do not throw out a hot potato. Like, don't give that to your client. Because then, like, what are they supposed to do? All they're going to do is panic. What you gave them is stress. And then and then you've <laughs> actually added to your stress because they're waiting to hear from you. Oh, yeah. Then they're, like, like, they're, like crawling up a wall waiting for you to get back to them. Yes. Yeah. So that's not a solution for yourself either because you just made – you just fucked up that situation mm-hmm. even more than you ever want to so yeah. um we're and, and like that's me as a client like i i hate oh i hate this when a supplier's like uh oh god oh i, I know I, who I, you're I, talking about uh, i remember the boat yes <laughs> <sighs> oh, fucking boat guy anyway uh yeah he was he, he was just an asshole <laughs> God, he was the worst. He 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 hot potatoed me. He dropped <laughs> he dropped a problem in my lap and then ran away. That's because he and didn't I want was, he didn't want to fix it. That was the truth. Did, well, he didn't want to fix it, and it was his fault. And I was like, uh, yeah, no, this isn't what we're doing. Like, I literally had to yell at this guy on the phone because he was like, well, he's like, this couldn't be helped. And I was like, I don't care if it couldn't be helped. What are we doing now? Like at this like when you hit that point, your client doesn't want to hear the details of the problems. Like they're not interested in your problems. They're not interested in your stress and they're not interested in your excuses they're interested in what you're going to do for them so tell them that that is more more truth than i think a lot of people can handle that's so true yeah and oh actually i i thought of this i now i remember i thought about this i don't know if that was the last podcast or this but i don't freaking remember um if actually kind of related to the weather thing and i i thought of saying this but this relates here too if you're not really sure what to do because you are new Mm -hmm. Beyond, like, if you're not going to your host and asking or going to a Facebook group, explain the situation. Ask a colleague. Be like, hey, here's my situation. Because you know what? It's always easier to solve everybody else's problems Uh than your own. So that's, I mean, that's why Katie and I befriended each other so deeply. Because we could go to each other and say, here's my situation. What would you do? What would you say? And Uh and, um, have that relationship. So find your colleague. Go to your host. Be like, here's the situation. Whether it's weather based or you know problem based, what should I do? Mm-hmm. While you're while you're kind of working through it, what are my options? Sometimes it's hard to really get your head out of the game too, and not and you're so wrapped up in the emotion with the client or what yeah. the if you haven't told the client what could potentially happen. Um, I had a situation last year. This is actually a great shout out to uh, the DMC I use for Portugal and Spain titanium tours because they came to me like most. Uh, DMCs and tour operators, they don't pay the hotel until like two weeks out. Um, you know, we've already paid in full. They're not paying until two weeks out. And she found out that the hotel was going to be closed. And the client was already on their honeymoon because um, we had I like a three-week this. trip. Yeah, this was like last February oh, yeah. or March. Um, and she came to me and she's like, oh my, 
So apparently the hotel's been closed since November. Obviously didn't tell anybody. Um, so when she went to pay it, they're like, we're, we're closed. And uh, But she came to me with solutions. Yep. She said, here are their options. And we immediately got to work. And I can't, like that solidified my, I already loved them, but now my relationship with them is even bigger because I was like, you did exactly what you're supposed to do. I, mm-hmm. I needed you to come to me with these solutions so that I couldn't, I'm already in panic mode, you know, client's already gone, but I'm like, okay, I can fix this. Yeah. We, we have a, we can fix this problem. And it ended up, it ended up being great, of course. So I could present it that way too. I'm like, okay, guys, crazy scenario. <laughs> um, what, Funny story. <laughs> what insane. I will tell you, my only frustration here is that, and this isn't a frustration to DMCs and, and suppliers, it's a frustration mm-hmm. in the general population. They have no clue how we operate. They have no clue that Expedia isn't paying that rate until, Mm -hmm. shoot, Expedia probably doesn't pay until a month after. They -hmm. just get a monthly report that says, here's how much money you owe us. Yeah, oh, I guarantee guarantee you they're operating. Yeah, dude, they're not even, they're 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 not paying. Mm -hmm. So the general consumer has no idea that that's actually how the industry works. And so then that was the, I think the hardest part for me was to be like, okay, how do I explain the fact that we're actually not paying this? until now and that's why we're not finding out till now yeah but this is actually very normal and so like sorry guys this is just kind of how it works um but luckily because we had a solution the client wasn't perplexed they were like all right we'll pick the best out of this cool run with it move on got it yeah tracking thanks for fixing it sorry this sucks we of course sent we sent you know gifts we refunded money like that was what we had to do so yeah and you have to remember too like people tend to um like respond to people in like when you're reaching out to a client to give them these solutions and you know that you're sweating it out because you're like okay i hope this they take this okay whatever um send it out in a very just like calm matter of fact like talk in the way that you want them to respond most people will mirror what you say um, oh, such a valid. Mm-hmm, you're right. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened, then all of a sudden they really can't believe it happened. So you need to just be like, hey guys, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. I just want to fill you in. Here, here's your options. I, if it was me personally, this is what I would pick. Nine times out of ten, that's what they pick. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think. I think that. I feel like this is true. turning into like a human behaviors. It really, it is interesting what I feel like I've learned about human beings. It also goes, I know we said this earlier, but it's like such proof in the fact that um, the uh, nobody's a special snowflake thing. Like Mm -hmm. when clients think I haven't ever seen that before, I'm like, funny. Yeah. Totally. I've seen that before. (laughs) You are not that different. And I think that this is like in a good, because I think people, if you hear that and you're like, oh, (laughs) you know, I'm not a special, like this is to me. Uh, that that statement is so freeing. You like things are not personal. Stop taking things so personally. Everybody is so wrapped up in their own stuff that they rarely are thinking about your stuff. So, you know, when someone doesn't reply to your email right away, they're busy. When someone doesn't get back to you in the, the manner that the, you wanted them to, they're busy. Nothing's personal. Nothing's personal. It's all about what's happening on their side of the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think if you um, can keep that in mind when dealing with 
the difficult customers and situations like uh-huh. being kind empathizing but taking control is the best you know if yeah. you also i would like to say cause, because we're saying this is situational based if you're dealing with a situation message us on tpt like let's mm-hmm. let's all chat it out yeah. Yeah. What would you do? I also, I know it's very frustrating. I think in those like Facebook groups we all belong to that people either quickly read, don't read it all. And then they assume because you didn't give enough detail. So I also can relate to the fact of not posting it there. Just like, God, nobody's, I'm going to get not the quite right answer. But, um, and this is a whole nother topic, but if you have a host, why the hell are you not talking to them? That is their Mm -hmm. job. You're paying them. Go talk to them. I could go on a whole tirade about the fact that most hosts don't sell travel. So that's why they're not good at this. And that's why we have travel pro theory. But <laughs> yeah, on that note, on that note, yeah, I know. I, I think you just have to. I, I think also the, the concept of just being nice, being kind, empathizing, and also not taking it personally is going to help you navigate this in a more clear manner. Because if you're all worked up, it's just going to be crazy. And I don't know if actually you listened to her at all, but uh, or I'm sure some people out there have heard of her big name, Marie Forleo. Um, she does B-School, which is like a super basic. Oh, I've heard it. Yeah, I've been talking uh, about that. Business okay. school. Like, you'll know when you see it because like there's a, like eight bajillion affiliates, so that's all anyone talks about during oh, the time yeah, it's like the Todd her or yeah, yeah, Todd Herman oh, yeah, and 90 day year yeah the whole thing <sighs> anyway but she has like this uh line I hear her say all the time uh which is everything is figure outable and I like that because it is I mean at the end of the day what are you gonna do tell them it's closed and hang the, the, in Heather's situation tell them the hotel's closed and hang up the phone no you're gonna find a solution so like don't freak out about the fact that you may not know what the answer is in that first moment you're going to figure out what the answer is. Yes. Yeah, you will. We have faith yeah. in you. Yeah. We have faith. Okay, I'm not going to say. No, that was just... <laughs> I was enjoying it. I, I was like, no, Katie, no, we're not. We are not. Stop it. We've been podcasting too long today. My brain needs food and I can't think anymore. That's I why. I, what am um, I going to eat today? It's been a real hodgepodge of non-meals this week. Oh, All right. Well, hopefully that helped. Um, yeah. Something. Something. Yeah, sorry. We, we did get on a little uh, social media tangent, sorry. but anyway, there you go. There well, you everybody, it. yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Send us some questions, and we'll hopefully have some opinionated answers for you. Yeah. All right. Bye. See ya. <laughs> um.